welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We're excited to talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us for the last book of Colossians. Wait, is this the last book? Last chapter. That's what I mean. You guys know what I mean. We always <laughs> Clark, know what you, know you mean. What I can mean. read your brain. <laughs> the last chapter of the book, Colossians. So really good stuff in chapter four. Clark's going to kind of yep. give us a highlight reel, mm-hmm. and then uh, then we'll just walk through it. All right. Paul's charge is for the church to essentially bring heaven to earth and allow the resurrected Jesus to reshape and reform the way we live our life and the way we treat each other. Because what he said up to this point now is our old humanity is now dead. No more sexual morality. Mm-hmm. No more mm-hmm. perverse speech. Mm-hmm. That ain't the thing anymore. Now there's a new humanity, not because we're so awesome, even though we think you're super cool, but because of what Jesus has done. And we join God in his work of reconciling people to God and people to people. So when you get to like Roman households in Colossae, because this is who Paul's writing to, um, it was highly patriarchal where there was one man who was usually in charge and he was in charge of the life and the death of the women, the children, Mm. and the slaves. And he, what Paul is saying here is that's not how it works in the Christian community mm-hmm. in the home. So he's given us instructions as to what that's supposed to look like. He's saying, women, submit and be respectful to your husbands. And then men, love your wives and put your family and others ahead of yourself. When Paul writes to the church in Ephesians, he's saying, remember what Christ did for the church. He died for her. So men, step up to the plate and put everybody ahead of mm-hmm. yourself. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. Anytime a man does that, uh, women can't help but want to love the husband and serve the family, and it's a beautiful dance. It's not a I scratch your back, you scratch mine. It's a beautiful dance where there's mutual love and it's mm-hmm. teamwork. Then kids are blessed. It says, children, obey your parents, respect them. Mm-hmm. And then slaves, live joyfully and obediently. And so at this time, there's kind of different categories of slavery. Many of the slaves were paid. They were fed. They had their own homes. Like indentured servants, they could come and go. However, there were some slaves who were completely owned by a Roman household. Now, in this day and time, nearly everybody was a slave or was an owner of slaves. It was different from what we think of when it comes to American history. Sure. And so what Paul is telling us here is saying, reframe the way we look at each other and that we treat other people because of what Jesus has called us to. Mm-hmm. So when you read verses 1 and verse 7 and 8, this is what it says. Masters, provide your slaves with what is right and fair because you know that you also have a master in heaven. And in verses 7 and 8, it says, Tychicus will tell you this news about me. He's a dear brother, a faithful minister, and a fellow servant mm-hmm. in the Lord. I'm sending him to you for the express purpose that you may know about our circumstances and that he might encourage you in your heart. And so, again, Paul knows here that the, there's a great dependence on, on God when it comes to intercessor, intercessory prayer. Yeah. Like you have got to lean in and pray for other people. He's prayed unceasingly for them. Mm-hmm. And in a sense, there's like this devotion too, or being watchful. When I think about the words watchful, being devoted, I think about two specific kind of scenes in the Bible, and I'll turn it back to you, Bobby. That's good. But it's yeah. Gethsemane, where Jesus mm-hmm. is leaning in, he's praying. He asks the disciples to be watchful as well, and they fall asleep. And then I also think yeah. about the Holy Spirit's, arri- Holy Spirit's arrival at Pentecost when they're in Jerusalem waiting. They're waiting for this power to mm. come upon them, and they're not even sure what that looks like. But you get the vibe in both mm-hmm. settings here and then in this letter that it's high stakes. Yeah. 
I think one day we'll get to heaven and realize like how God used prayer and go, man, I should have prayed more. Yeah. You know, it's this gift to be connected to God and God uses it as a means to bring about his change. Mm -hmm. You and I got to pray. Yeah. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Paul just understands his dependence on God and about how that, the, the line, the prayer line, the prayer connection is, it's, you can't stress it enough. And so that's what I feel like it's not just communication. It's, I mean, we, you could give so many descriptors, but the importance of it, Paul understands a hundred percent. I actually, when I read devote yourself, I kind of smile to myself because you read in other books too, like, that, you know, prayer is kind of like this necessity that has to be, um, I mean, really, if you're going to have a relationship, it, it, how do you have a relationship without that with the Lord? And so I think of one of the first times when, um, we usually pray out loud with all the kids around the table or in bed or around the house or wherever it is. And I remember we were sitting and I must have eaten like later or something. Do you remember this? I was sitting at the table and I think you and Kirby had already prayed and I just kind of sat down and put my head down and it was quiet for oh, a yeah. few minutes. And Kirby was like, <gasps> did you just pray in your head? <laughs> yeah. like, yes. She was like two or something. And she was just little, I don't even think Cal had been born yet. And it was just her realization that like, wow, that's part of praying continually. That's part of being devoted in prayer. That's yeah. part of like mom's, mom's prayer life is that she talks to God in her head and that you can do that. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, being devoted in prayer can, can look like a lot of different ways. And, and I think it should, but one of them could be talking in your head. So mm-hmm. Paul understands too, the, the power in prayer. He understands that it's, he, he's not, and it's, this is so like Paul, he's not talking or, or asking for his personal benefit. Mm-hmm. He's, he's asking for the gospel to spread. He's asking for more people to accept the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so really folks, if we're going to model ourselves after the way that the saints that have gone before us have prayed, we need to be praying these things. We need to be praying for gospel truth to spread, for people to come to understand, to repent and to receive the good news. And so what does that look like for you? I think sometimes it's kind of like, did I even like bring that up? Have I, (laughs) you know, did I even ask like, Hey Lord, give me an opportunity, you know, like while I'm, while I'm in my chains at my work chair or whatever it looks like. Um, I, I think that's kind of low often on our priority list. And so when we, when we model our prayer life after Paul, um, it's, it's very clear that that should be something that we're definitely asking the Lord for, um, for opportunities Mm -hmm. for, um, Paul also has peace. Have peace knowing that you're you're not going to mess up God's plan. Absolutely. He's, he's just partnering with it. And I think that fear often uh, disables us. It kind of freezes you from, uh, what if they totally. ask me a question back? I can't answer it. Mm-hmm. Or what am I supposed to say? Or what if they laugh at me? And it's like, hey, we don't operate out of fear. We're saying, God, we're going to go and just trust the Spirit's going to work. And you can share you know, your story in time and inviting people to join you for worship. And even a soft, uh, how can I pray for you? is such an easy way to merge into some conversations. And honestly, this is important because it's a responsible way to live. Um, when Paul was writing to the church in Thessalonica, he says, we speak as those approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel. God's entrusted mm-hmm. something very precious to us. And so we need to pray into it and look for opportunities to spread it. And then as we interact with people, verses five and six, he says, be wise in the way you speak and act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Basically, he's saying 
Use your relational skills. Be mindful of situations and timing. When's it a good time to enter into a conversation? So this is a beautiful combination of uh, using human wisdom and uh, also living with a sense of urgency. And so yeah. I'm not contradicting myself when I say that. It's a both and. It's not an either or. It's, hey, be wise and strategic and look for opportunities to share the faith. Who knows what tomorrow is going to bring? We got to do this. I think there's just real like small steps to remember. Yeah. So it's like, okay, don't walk around maybe with communion in your back pocket, ready to hit a homer and ask somebody to accept <laughs> Jesus in your back. I mean, maybe do. You're in I don't know where about the grape juice and the... I mean, we laugh bread. about it, but whether it's social anxiety, whether it's insecurity, maybe it's the evil one acting against you. I don't know, but start normalizing it folks start mm-hmm. normalizing praying in front of people start normalizing talking about this in front of your kids yeah because if you don't do it then you won't do it so i think step one is can be as simple as you just said as asking somebody like hey you've been on my mind how yeah can how can i, I pray I, for you how can i pray for you that's you know? genuine and that's a that's a great step yeah verses seven through nine we've kind of mentioned them already he's revisiting like people that he's worked with in the ministry And he even mentions in verse 9 this guy named Onesimus. And Mm -hmm. Onesimus is the same man who was a slave to Philemon. And so if you've read the book of the Bible, Philemon, um, this is who Paul is writing to here. He's saying the church in Colossae, you Mm -hmm. need to embrace him just as a brother in Christ and a fellow believer. Because right now, there is no hierarchy here. We're practically Mm -hmm. brothers and sisters. We're on mission together. And remember what his prayer was. His prayer is that we'd be watchful and thankful, that a door would open up for the gospel to be presented and that for people to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And kind of as he ends here now, verses 10 through um, 18, Paul just kind of ends by blessing his teammates, saying, hey, as I wrap up this letter, here are my people. I want to give you a shout out, you know? <laughs> so, so We have people we want to shout out. Yeah, we got some shout outs today. Bobby, who are we shouting out to? I don't know. What's the list? We've got a long list. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking JT. through. If, if I was that? if I was writing my my letter, I'd be like, "Yo, Giant Tamayo, oh. tell Giant Tamayo, thank you for the music and the liturgy. You killed it. Thank you for pointing us to Jesus." <laughs> Maite, thanks for the after school program and loving these kids who don't have parents around or needing help, you know, with math. You know, I think Mike McCowan, Mike and Josie Parker, and the team. Thanks for feeding uh, the hungry. Thanks for clothing the naked every Friday. Yeah, in Jesus' name. Think of like Yoshi and Emmanuel. Thank you for continuing to bring non-Christians to church. Mm-hmm. And so maybe you take time today and just envision you or Paul or you're writing a biblical letter to somebody and you're going to bless folks. It's a time to pray for people, contend yeah. for people. And you and I can think through who's on our team and don't take it for granted. Shoot them a, a message and just bless them. Say, hey, praying for you today. Here's what I'm grateful for you. And I think you'll make their day. You will, no doubt about it. You guys, thanks for joining us in the book of Colossians. It's been a gift. We're uh, grateful for you listening, grateful for you talking about it with us on Sundays or when we see you around campus. It's a blessing. So go in peace today, and we'll hit you up tomorrow. Bye-bye. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.